1: Here's Miller and Condon.
0: Hi, welcome back. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. We take you until noon, bottom of the hour, thereabouts. We will uh, speak with Nick Oson from Cycle and Alert, part of 24-7 Sports. Uh, Get the latest on Iowa State. But right now, let's talk about this national championship game. Consensus line out there, DraftKings, etc. Have this at uh, Alabama. A three-point dog, Bama Bob, joins us to talk about the national championship. Spend a minute recapping uh, the... Well, one-sided FCS championship. Bama, Trenton, Ken, thanks for coming on. Just real quick on that game. I'm not sure if you had an opportunity to watch it. Montana State, uh, their quarterback, so good. When Malott went down in the very first series of the football game after they were moving the ball, uh, I thought, you know what, this can be a pretty entertaining football game. They didn't have a prayer after that, and North Dakota State, the Bison just put it to them and out-physicaled them. How are you?
1: Yeah, I'm doing good. I, I, I saw some of it, bits and pieces, um, and you're right. I mean, once the quarterback went down, I don't, I don't know that it – I think it would have made a difference. It would have made it a more competitive game. That's what I certainly. think, yeah. But I don't know that you were going to uh, stop what is really just a juggernaut mm-hmm. uh, at the FCS level. And, I mean, when you think about it, it it's it's pretty impressive because they play in the middle of – I mean – you know, nowhere. Fargo, North Dakota. <laughs> at least they, yeah, I mean now look, you play in a dome, so you can't say, well, you have a home field advantage because you're playing in, you know, is Zero weather in the playoffs. They play in a dome, so it's the same for both teams and I just think it's impressive how they're able to recruit, you know, kids. Mm-hmm. They recruit nationally mm-hmm. uh to Fargo. And I think the reason they do it is because they have won so much and they can point to guys like Carson Wentz, I don't know if you'd really want to point to him. Not this yeah. weekend, no. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, uh, Lance and other guys, and, and there's other mm-hmm. players on those rosters that you know, you, you know, linemen and everything else that have, that have gone to the pros. So, look for whatever reason, you know, if you if you're transferring from a, a an FBS school. Uh, and you want playing time or, you know, you had issues at, you know, another FCS school, whatever it is, they, they're able to get players up there. And I, I, you know, it's, it's basically the Alabama of FCS, if you want to look at it. and mm-hmm. probably better because they've won nine out of 11. I don't think anybody's going to do that at the, F, at the FBS level, um, but it's impressive and, and they get, they get athletes from everywhere. I mean, you, you obviously are not going to just win with North Dakota kids. So right. um, it, it's, it's, it's impressive. Um, it's fun. I, I kind of, I, I understand why they want a neutral site, uh, you know, now in Frisco, which I guess they've been playing out for about 10 years, mm-hmm. but it, it's it's just, I don't know. It, it's it's really impressive what they've done. They've done it now through two coaches, uh, you know, Kleiman had the great run and now, you know, Insis there and multiple quarterbacks. And so it's not just one of these where, hey, you hit on a kid, you know, like Carson Wentz, you know, for example, in. When he was in college, you know, hey, we got this one great quarterback, and we can ride him in, in this at this level. And, and they've just been able to build a program, and you know, I don't see it changing much. They're always going to be in the picture. They're going to win every year, probably not, but you know, for the nine out of eleven, readers, yeah, yeah, they're going to be in the picture, I think. And it's going to take something special to to beat them, um, especially when you know they do have generally you have to go up there to play uh, until you get to the championship round. So pretty impressive by them. Uh, like you said, too bad that the the quarterback for Montana State got hurt because I think that would have made it a more compelling game.
2: Speaking of quarterbacks, the quarterback for NDSU? Yeah, he's from Iowa. I didn't know Solon that. Solon kid, yeah, yeah Cam Miller. Good player and uh, won a lot of games at Solon. And Solon seemingly always does. He had a guy in front of him. That was pretty good, getting ready for yeah. the NFL draft.
0: Yeah, I'll say. Uh, interesting. Well, let, let's move on from that, and let's uh, uh, take a look at tonight's game. It was the SEC Championship, as we know. We saw it with our own two eyes. It was a, what was the final, 41-24? Mm-hmm. Was the final? Right. Both team, both quarterbacks threw the ball uh, through the air. I mean, of course they threw it through the air, but did some damage <laughs> through the air. That's uh, it's, it's embedded had a couple of interceptions. As, uh, that wasn't the case for Bryce Young. Both struggled to run the football. So why? What's what's going to be different tonight? Uh, Trent, I'll ask you that question first. What's going to be different tonight? Alabama had their way with them. We mm-hmm. saw this game a month ago. Why not tonight? Going
2: to be different for this. First of all, it was. The game plan for Georgia, defensively, we're just going to rush four because that's what we do and we're going to be good enough. Well, that's not how you beat this Alabama team. You make that offensive line that has had problems, you get after them. You make them make decisions. You have those young offensive linemen that have struggled have to make choices and you come with five, six, sometimes seven guys and make it tough on the offensive line. They didn't do that and ultimately they paid the price. So Georgia, the game plan is going to be a whole lot better. On top of that, could Bryce Young have that kind of game again? Well <laughs> I know the cornerbacks yeah. for Georgia are not great in comparison to what we've no seen. No Right. But they got yeah. dudes still can Bryce Young play at that level again this week to do it twice against the Georgia. Does defense. he have to? Yeah. Because he, he does you too. You don't run the football against this team. I don't think you do. Yeah, can how about this, Bama? I've been looking at some of the props. We got a contest that we're in, trying to find something out there. Can Robinson get to Seventy yards rushing is that a realistic? Is that goal?
0: the number that's?
2: I think a sixty-eight and a half.
1: Really? I think he can, but I think he's going to have to break a twenty-yarder in order to get there. Um, and look, I'm I, I'm I'm in line with everything you've said here. I, I think I think the 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 biggest key to all this, and I, I totally get what you're saying. I and I agree with it a hundred percent. I mean, was was Davis even? recognize I mean no. was did he even play in the first game. Great the point. big ninety nine. I mean yep. he he was just neutralized in mm-hmm. that game and I think the the biggest key is missing John Mechie yep. because he was the guy kind of working the underneath routes, the intermediate routes, the crossing routes over the middle. And they would let Williams just you know, that that freed up Jameson Williams to run the deep route, to be the explosive guy, which which is He is their most explosive player. Without him, he kind of has to now be that Mechie-type role because they, as of yet, at least through the Cincinnati game, they haven't developed, and how could you really develop? I mean, you can't replace Mechie in in four Mm -hmm. weeks or whatever. Mm -hmm. They've got talent. Yeah, they've got five stars that are coming in, but a lot of these guys haven't had reps. And I just think that, you know, Mechie, to me, is going to be a big loss. You mentioned the offensive line. They had a couple guys banged up.
0: The right that. side of the offensive line in particular.
1: Yes, absolutely. So I think you're going to stay, and I agree with you totally on the game plan, and I've seen a lot of this. I've heard this from Georgia fans. I've seen it on message boards and everything else, is they were really disappointed in the game plan, and they just let Bryce Young carve them up. They know that Bryce Young is a better quarterback than Stetson Bennett. There's no question, okay? The one, the biggest advantage Alabama has on the field is Bryce Young. Mm-hmm. So you've got to make him uncomfortable. You have to hit him. You've got to make him get the ball out quick. You're right. You have to make these offensive linemen think. If you're just going to line up, and I don't care how good you are on defense and how good of a defensive line you have, and they have a great one, okay? they have. They, that is an NFL front. Ever there was an NFL front in college, you're going to see it tonight for Georgia. But Alabama has some big guys, too. And when you're blocking five on four, and it's pretty much straight ahead, and you're just going to let Bryce Young sit back there, and you've got those two explosive receivers. Robinson is good in the passing game. Um, you know, Look, he's going to pick you apart. Can he have another 500-yard game? I don't think so. I think you're just going to see them really get after him. And Look, if he beats him, he beats him that way. And I don't think there's a Georgia fan, you know, that would be disappointed, sure. But at least come after him and make him play great. Don't let him just sit back there and play great. And I think that's going to be the difference. I think Alabama knows it. I'm sure they're prepared for it. They're not going to look at this tape. Nick Saban is way too good uh, in in his assistance, Okay. They're way too good to look at this and go, well this is what they did the first game so they're going to do it again. Of right. course they're not going to do it again. Right. I mean they know that but I just I'm afraid that there's just been too much loss in Georgia you saw them against Michigan and Michigan is everybody wants to get on that and oh, well, you, just like what Alabama beat Georgia oh well Georgia's not really as good as people think. Well now Michigan's not as good as people think of course Georgia ran over them that's not true George, Michigan was an excellent team on both sides of the ball, and Georgia just flat out shut them down. Um, again, I just I, I think that I think Alabama is going to see a completely different Georgia team. They're going to be motivated. They're going to really get after Bryce Young, and they're going to have to come up with something to stop that. What that whether that screens, I think the tight ends are going to have to get involved. They've got a couple of pretty good ones. Uh, and then on defense, they're going to have you know, Bennett's going to have to help them a little bit. And he played a Almost flawless game against Michigan. If he plays that way tonight, I think it's going to go George's way and, you know, not a route, but I think comfortably. Uh, if he does some Stetson Bennett things and throws some balls over the middle or throws him late or, you know, makes the wrong read or whatever it is, then I think uh, I think Alabama's going to hang in there and, you know, we'll see what happens. It is so hard to bet against Nick Saban. And if mm-hmm. Alabama were at full strength, I'd call this an absolutely dead evening.
0: I would too. I agree with
1: but you. Without them, without them being at full strength, yeah. I think Georgia is favored for a reason. I think they are a better team, and I think unless Young just does something great or Bennett does something stupid or a combination of that, I think it's Georgia's nice.
0: Yeah, without Metchie, I think it's huge. Uh, the right side of the line, uh, right guard, I don't know who they're going to plug in there. Owens, right. number 79, the right yes. tackle. Uh, he hasn't been great. No, he's had been undisciplined series. when I've seen Obama.
1: Yeah, exactly. So that, and that's kind of the thing that I've seen down here as well. Is it really a loss? It's a loss because he's played, okay? Now, he hasn't played great, but he's got some experience. So maybe another guy comes in. I mean, if Owens isn't going to play or he's not going to be able to play well. But he just – he looks slow. He doesn't look very athletic. He can't really pull that great. Um, so, I mean, it, it may be a blessing in disguise. But, again, you're just going to plug in a somebody that really is not all that – you know, experience. Now, maybe what they do is they just say, you know, maybe they simplify it for them. They say, "Listen, here's what we're going to do. We're gonna we're gonna help you with a tight end. We're gonna chip or whatever. You know, you here's you, we're going to give him three or four things that he's got to worry about, and that's going to be it. And then they're going to let the rest of it. They're going to, you know, Evan Neal on that left side is is going to be a top five draft without a doubt, probably first offensive well, lineman
0: so- off the board for sure.
1: Absolutely. So I think that's kind of where they're going to lean and they'll, they'll leave him out on an island more than they will on the right side. But, you know, Georgia will adjust to that. But it's just going to be a fascinating thing. There's so many pros out here tonight. Um, I just think that, you know, look, not to say the first game didn't matter, but it really didn't. If you really want to look at it, Alabama added another SEC trophy. Okay. Big deal. That's what.
0: And they really needed it there. to get in the playoff. They Georgia they was in the playoff, and, maybe, and I
1: do not think you can overrate. that. No, game. I'm, I'm I've, with I've, you. I've said that a bunch, and I just I don't think it was Alabama being in Georgia's head. I just think Georgia in the back of their mind knew we're in. No They've matter got matter a what. safety net. Yep, absolutely. Yep. And so it was just one of those things where you know, for whatever reason. And maybe they thought they could win anyway. Maybe they thought they were just good enough to win no matter what. But you saw what they did to Michigan. I think you're going to see that. I don't think you'll see it to that extent tonight, but I think you're going to see a completely different Georgia team that's really good after Alabama. We know Nick
2: Saban in this role as an underdog, how good he has been. (laughs) Six times he's been an underdog since he's got things turned around a year two at Alabama. He's won five of those games outright, including three of them by double digits. What have you heard? What have you seen, if anything, from Saban this weekend? As, as playing that card? Yeah, going go that route and talking about the underdog role that he has been so good in the past in.
1: He, he okay, so publicly, he's not going to say anything. He's going to say he doesn't pay attention to it. Mm-hmm. And that's what he's done. Right. You know, I don't you know, listen. we don't pay attention to spreads. Every year's a new year. Every game's a new game. Every team's a new team. Blah, 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 coach speak. Okay. I'm pretty sure, and I guarantee you in the first game, when it was, what, six and a half, whatever it was, um, I guarantee you that was a motivating mm-hmm. factor in the first game. That was in every Alabama player's locker. I don't know that he's going to be able to play that this time around. He probably has mentioned it some. Um, I just think, if I had to guess, and obviously, you know, he <laughs> he knows much better than I do, I think he's probably just said, listen, just forget all of that, forget the spread, forget the underdog, you know, none of that really. We showed the first game that doesn't mean anything. I think he is just so now hyper focused on this one game, and what are we going to see? We know we're going to see something different. He does know Kirby Smart, okay? Um, he, He's—I think there's an advantage. I think it's more of an advantage for Saban to have had Smart on his staff and to how they kind of come up with game plans over over their time together, you know, in these big games versus how the other side. You know, some people think well, Smart kind of knows how Saban thinks. I I see it as an advantage Saban in that, and so he may be looking at this and going, "Here's how George is going to, here's how I think George is going to adjust." So, here's here's what we're going to do to counter that, okay? And I don't think any of that, uh, I, even internally, I don't think they're going to care about spreads or underdog or try to play that up. I think they did in the first game but I don't think they're going to do it here because I think they all know, look, without Mechie and all these injuries that we have, you know, look, we're we're going to – it's going to be a challenge. But I also think on defense, if I had to bet, Saban has probably spent, I don't know, 70% of his time on defense because they know even even though Bryce Young is going to have a much tougher night tonight, they know he's a better player than Stetson Bennett, and they know that they can rattle him. Now, if he, how are they going to do that? I don't know. Is it going to be try to disguise some coverages? Is it going to be to bring pressure? Well, they
0: better cover Is Brock it... Bowers because he's as good. Yeah. If you don't watch Georgia football, take a look at this. Right. He's the next Kyle Pitts of college oh, football. He's goodness. a true freshman, for God's sakes.
1: That's what we were saying. I mean, I think the last time we talked, this kid was in high school last yes. year. Are you kidding me? And he will go over the middle. He will. He is a matchup nightmare. And as good as Alabama's linebackers are, you know, they're so famous for these combo coverages and everything else. But man, if I'm Bennett, I'm looking. That's who I'm looking for. I mean, eighty percent of the time. Where, where's eighteen? Oh. Okay, because I know. Wherever he is, he's probably got a mismatch, yep. and it's just one of those things where I'm going to be able to throw it up, and he's going to go make a play for me. Especially when you get inside the red zone or everything else. I, I really expect. I I don't know that Georgia how much they're going to be able to run. They've got a they've got a good offensive line. They've yeah, got a I'm Couple of good running backs, but you know Alabama, and usually can plug up you know a running game. Stetson Bennett will have a, to win
0: this with his arm. I agree with you.
1: I totally – I think that's the case, yeah. but you're right. I mean, other than – what, if again, if Metchie were there, I just can't overstate this in my mind how big of a loss that mm-hmm. is. Now, maybe somebody else steps up that we haven't heard of. The kid that caught the touchdown. Slade Bolden. Uh, yeah, Slade Bolden, exactly. He, he's kind of their Hunter Renfro right now, yep. okay? You remember the guy, the kid from Clemson that's just tearing it up for the Raiders? So he's kind of that guy right now when you really need a third and six, okay, and you're doubling Williams on the outside and you're, you're bringing pressure or whatever it is. Okay. There's Bolden in the slide. Kind of a, he's my, he's my Hunter Renfro. Okay. They're going to need somebody else though. I still think to work that Mechie role, whether that's the kid that caught the touchdown in the Auburn game or somebody else that stepped up in practice, they're going to need somebody to kind of play that role to really free up Williamson down the field. Cause that's the biggest advantage they have. Georgia's secondary is not great. It's good, but it's, I don't think their secondary is as good as Cincinnati's. No, and I no. Williams, no, no so few are. Yeah, right. And I just think that Williamson—he's got to be that. He's—you're you, going to have to hit a couple of big plays if you're Alabama in order to hang, and then make make Bennett beat you going eight, nine, ten plays. And is he going to have success? He absolutely is. But again, you've got to get after him, and you've got to make him uncomfortable. You got to try to confuse him. Everything else. And you, you're not going to be able to beat him the same way you beat him, you know, three weeks ago. Because again, what has he done? He's gone back and he studied, and he's talked about it. You know, look, I, there were four or five plays in there. that I think, you know, if we make them, we change the game. And I made mistakes. So what's he going to do? He's going to say, well, if I see this, I'm going to do this. Well, guess what? You're not going to see that this time. You're going to see something different because it's Nick Saban on the other side. So again. Biggest advantage Alabama has on the field is a quarterback, and they are going to really have to get after Young, but you're, you're, you're just spot on about Bowers, man. That kid is, oh, my gosh, what a weapon, and he's going to have a mismatch no matter who's covering him all night. And if I'm Bennett, that's what I'm exploiting. And, you know, Pickens on the outside, a couple other guys on the outside, yeah, they maybe yeah. they can make some plays, but yeah. – they're going to need some tip passes or, or something to really make him uncomfortable, try to get some pressure in his face, get him off the spot, whatever you want to call it. Um, but that's the biggest advantage Alabama has. And, look, if Georgia gets ahead, if Georgia gets out ahead, I don't think Alabama's going to catch up tonight. Um, and when I say get ahead, I mean, you know, two scores, two touchdowns, 17 points, whatever it is. I think they'll be able to finish them. The longer this game stays close, then if it's close at late third, early fourth, Now you're going to get into Georgia's head. I don't think you're going to be in their head to start the game. I really and truly don't. Uh, But, man, if that game's close, you know, inside of 10, 12 minutes, now you're in their head and they're starting to think, oh, my God, it's going to happen again.
0: Let's go on record, fellas, in our final minute here. Trent, uh, what are you doing with the the, uh, who wins it and – Want to put the point spread in play?
2: Yeah, anytime I can get points with Bama, I got to do it. It's yeah, an automatic play. Feel that and way. though most everything that I look at, most everything I do handicapping wise, points to taking Georgia, I just can't get past it. I'm <laughs> going to take Bama in the points.
1: Bama, who do you like? Much as I hate to say it, I'm going to go Georgia 31 24, something like that. I just I think they win. I think they cover. Um, I think just too much attrition. For Alabama right now. Again, I was wrong the first time when these two teams play, but I just think you're going to see a completely different Georgia team tonight than you did two, three weeks
0: ago. Couldn't agree with you more. In fact, I have a major opinion on this game. I absolutely love Georgia. I've had a terrible year picking football games, whether it be pro or college, but I just think Georgia is going to go in there and win this football game and do conv- do so convincingly. I don't think the point spread comes into play. I think that um, I think Georgia wins the game. I really do. I think the defense is too much. Those linebackers are going to run around and make plays. No Mechie. That's a huge, huge blow. And at the end, the most valuable player is Stetson Bennett. Be a great yeah. story. Be a great story. Yeah. Bama, yeah. will recap it with you tomorrow, brother. We're out of time. Thanks for doing this, Bama, Bob. Appreciate
1: it. I always enjoy it, guys, and uh, enjoy the game tonight. We'll talk tomorrow.
0: Indeed, we will. Take care. Good to talk to you. Bama Bob, Trent and I going around the natty, the national championship. A lot of folks, Trent, like, every time I see Alabama and they're getting points, you almost have to take them, mm-hmm. don't you?
2: That's where I am. I know. You're not alone. You think significant win, too. I think
0: Georgia pays them. I think this is we Alabama. Pays them? I think we get the game tonight that we thought we were going to get on the first Saturday in December. <sighs>
2: I do. It's difficult for me to imagine. When's the last time Alabama was blown out?
0: Ooh, yeah, that's a good question. You know, yeah,
2: even double digits. Uh-huh. The losses that they have are tight losses. If you said I mean, you just like Georgia to win, but you're, yeah, I mean, you're so confident in. I it. I love Georgia in this spot. Makes me like Alabama even more. Sure, and I got, a, you know, I got that future wager from uh, Georgia before the season at seven to one. Mm-hmm. got another future at them before the playoff, I think a plus 140. Good for you. So, I got to buy out some of it, though, right? Well, you like it's, Alabama. I do, yeah. Probably $100 bucks. i am probably going to put. Because if they win, I got 230 coming my way If Georgia wins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got to do that. I feel like I have to. It's well, It's Alabama, it's Alabama.
0: points. And we saw the game the first Saturday in December, and Alabama took it to them. We will take our time out. Nick Olson on Iowa State next. Miller and Condon are on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. We got a keyword. Keyword. Though, I have to be retrained in these things. I know. It's time for another $1,000 slam dunk. Here's what you need to do. Go to KXNO.com. Once you get there, enter the keyword green. Green to 200, no 200, 200, kxno.com, green at kxno.com. Simple. It's all. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. The Chicken Coop is
2: the place for great food and wings with three metro locations. The Chicken Coop has the best, fresh, never frozen wings, buffalo, garlic jalapeno, buck nasty, tropical heat, pepper teriyaki garlic, Parmesan, and so much more. Along with steaks, burgers, ribs, and a children's menu for the little ones. And don't forget about the Chicken Coop's daily lunch and drink specials. Catch all the games at the Chicken Coop in Ankeny, Urbandale, 100 bets off. Market homeowners have two questions. What's the best time to rent out my home and what's the best way to do it? The best time is when you're moving, relocating, combining households, inheriting a house, or you just don't want to pay a mortgage anymore. The best way to rent? Hire Renters Warehouse. Whether you have one home or a property portfolio, Renters Warehouse does the work so you don't have to. They perfectly price your property so you don't have to. They find great tenants in just 17 days on average so you you don't have to. And for a small, flat monthly fee, their professional landlords manage your property 24-7, so you don't have to. Collect the rent? You don't have to. Maintenance, inspections, and tax paperwork? You don't have to. There's no upfront fees, no binding contracts, and you can cancel at any time. Find out what your home will rent for by calling 515-528-4429 or go to RentersWarehouse.com That's RentersWarehouse.com Renters Warehouse, Des Moines. You can can't buy happy american lung association
3: get in on the action with the world's largest sports book Right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit circasports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem?
2: She'll ever have to buy Juno.
1: Now, back to Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Here's Ken and Trent. All right, uh, 1135
0: Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. A little bit late, but let's get right to him. He's our friend, Nick Olson, and He covers iowa state at cyclonealert.com that comes under the 24-7 umbrella we saw brock purdy we saw Mike Hall say that uh uh, what was expected they they are leaving uh not taking advantage of that extra covid year both going to try their hands at the nfl we'll do that with nick and obviously recap and look ahead to tomorrow iowa state men's basketball nick trenton ken thanks for coming on nick olson how are you
3: I'm doing great today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be back. How are you guys?
0: Doing fine. Appreciate you coming on. So let's go to, to Saturday before we, you know, kind of put a bow on the football program. I think most of the announcements we're expecting um, have come, but maybe there's one or two that are lingering out there you can remind us of. So for 30 minutes, Iowa State looked like 30. Uh, looked like Iowa State uh, playing defense, committed to the defensive end of the floor. They were making some shots uh, in the basketball game, actually made eight three-pointers, then all of a sudden it just seemed to get away from them. Uh, Nick, in the final ten minutes with Oklahoma seemingly getting to the basket at will, scoring a whole bunch of those points to take the lead and pull away via layup. What happened uh, in those final ten minutes?
3: Yeah, that was a tough one, guys, because you know, in the Big 12, as competitive as it is, those are those games that you kind of have to make sure you finish, because you aren't going to get any gimmies. I think that you know, the team might have lost its identity for a little bit on the defensive end. I mean, obviously, we actually just spoke with Coach Otzelberger today. It kind of seemed like the guys were thinking a little bit rather than just doing kind of what they're used to in the motions, especially on that end. And quite frankly, I think there was a bit of an X factor in Oklahoma's freshman guard, Bijan <laughs> Cortez, that came off of the bench. He was just dealing everywhere, making assists very late. He looked good, and you know, that was a very winnable game, and they're going to have to bounce back quickly against a big opponent, like you alluded to.
2: A lot of conversation after the game, just one free throw shot by Iowa State, also the technical on Jazz Coons, the flop Mm -hmm. call, so there's all kinds of conversations there about the officiating. Your takeaway as you watch this one on that side of things?
3: I think there was certainly, you know, kind of an issue there, some home court advantage with Oklahoma but as well as Iowa State played I don't think that can really be looked at as, as what got them you know teams through through a long season are just going to have stretches like that and mm-hmm. fortunately there are going to be a lot of games where they're going to get another shot unfortunately Their next shot comes at Kansas tomorrow.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. The free throw thing, you're going to. It's been a long time since any team in the Big 12 has shot uh, as few free throws as they did, but it was more of an issue, I thought, of trying to defend their end of the floor. You know, you mentioned Cortez. Uh, Oh, boy, he was out of his mind. He was as. As as big as he was in that basketball game, maybe he's as bigger as um, as any of them. Both of the Groves played well, but Cortez was kind of that X factor. And as you said, whether he was dishing out the ball or making some big shots, um, he single handedly has his fingerprints all over this win.
3: Yeah, and he's a guy that you know I had heard of. I was I was a little familiar with, but you know when you do your scouting for a game like that, you're definitely expecting the Groves brothers mm-hmm. primarily Tanner to be the one that can you know really stretch the floor and, and hurt you on that end and it felt like when Cortez came in he and the the other brother Jacob really had some great chemistry and it just kind of felt like the onslaught continued when it happened on the defensive end the offense was a little shaken up it was a tough finish you know i'm not used to seeing that from from this cyclones team but it's going to happen once in a while especially in a league like the big 12 for sure
2: Kansas tomorrow, as you mentioned, 11 points is a spread of Ken Pomeroy. We'll find out that point spread a little bit later today. Texas over the weekend and then another road trip after that as it'll be Texas Tech. I I mean, at minimum, are you shooting for a win here? Is that realistically a goal that's attainable here in these three games? At least get a win, find one in there. If you get one early, then you're playing with house money going forward. And if they don't, at 0-3 and what would turn into an 0-4 stretch, how damning would that be in your mind?
3: Quite honestly, it would be incredibly damning because it, it's a league that doesn't get much easier top to bottom. And as good as that non-conference resume kind of looks, you know, conferences is a huge deal, especially in one like the Big 12. So you're exactly right. I think you need to get one. I think they definitely have a good shot Saturday. I also think it's going to be competitive tomorrow because I'm, I'm pretty confident the defense will get back mm-hmm. into shape. Yeah. And then at that point, it's just going to kind of be who can struggle to get baskets late. I think the Jayhawks probably have one or two more reliable options, but I think it's going to be a good game. I will be at uh, Allen Fieldhouse to nice. cover that one. And then looking for, yeah, a major opportunity Saturday at home, which should be another great battle. Like you said, doesn't get too much easier in this conference.
0: No, it really doesn't. Look, abaji's playing as well as um, you can put him up on player of the year candidates uh, in all of college basketball. Brown's a pain in the you-know-what. Mm-hmm. He can make some big shots, and he has Wilson is playing uh, well, at least he has been the last couple of games, so not going to be easy, no doubt about that. So, anything come uh, else come out? Uh, if you think back to your uh, time you spent with Coach Otzelberger, any any news come out of that press conference that we're missing that we should uh, make our audience aware of? There, Nick.
3: I wouldn't say too much news. I would just say it's it's a big opportunity for Inaruna, you know, who transferred yep. from Kansas to come here to Ames and. You know, he didn't let on too much as expected in in pressers like this. But I think he's certainly excited for an opportunity like this. I think the guys are absolutely going to rally behind him. And and I'm also really excited to see a guy like Tyrese Hunter. That was great. Good point. Yeah, had an amazing game Saturday. And he's going to get another shot and and certainly have his hands full on the defensive end against some of their guards and wings. But, you know, I'm really excited to see how this team – bounces back, and maybe their first look at adversity this
2: season. Mike Rose departing, Brock Purdy departing, but some good news as Orion Vance says that he is going to return in 2022. Overall, kind of as we anticipated, some names certainly coming back, but overall, you look at the departures and you look towards next year, it's going to be a lot different-looking Iowa State football team than what we're used to. What are you looking at as we uh, get through these winter months and get ready for spring football?
3: Yeah, it's going to be a lot of turnover. Like you said, most of the names that left were expected. Vance is going to be huge, both from a production standpoint as well as a leadership standpoint. You're going to have some talented safeties back. And, you know, I think the big question marks are going to kind of be on the offensive end, losing multiple All-Americans and, you know, obviously Purdy, who's considered pretty well overall the greatest quarterback that's played here in Ames. I think it's going to be excited, and, and I was able to also talk to a few pretty big recruits this past week as well.
0: Interesting. Well, good stuff. Uh, look at a Joy Allen Fieldhouse tomorrow. I know you will. A uh, Pretty special place. Hope the game lives up to it, and we will talk to you uh, next Monday uh, unless something happens uh, crazy tomorrow that we need to impose on you again on Wednesday. Nick dot CycloneAlert.com, 24-7 Sports. Nick, thank you. Appreciate you coming on.
3: Thank you so much, guys. See you next Monday.
0: Yep, good to talk to you, Nick Olson, uh, joining us as we talk a little Iowa State. We shall see. What did eleven? you say eleven? I think I can grab the points. I have to think, Trent, that uh, TJ has refocused them on the defensive uh-huh. end of the floor. They made some big shots. McCormick played well. Yeah. Last
2: couple of times yep. out now. Yep. After getting benched. Yep. True. Brown, you mentioned, dude just hits shots. He everywhere. does. Remy Martin's still not right. The transfer from Arizona State okay. can score in big time ways. He's not completely healthy. It's an interesting team. Abaji feels like every time we watch a Kansas game, you and I, we always come in. Man, I really like Abaji, <laughs> don't we? Yeah, and he's he's uh,
0: the the rest of the country's catching on to that game this year. He's playing well. Yesufu doesn't play much. No, trying to play three minutes in the uh, loss to Texas Tech. Three. I mean, the kid made a mistake. Right. Um, yeah. He had a great he had a great march. Take nothing mm-hmm. away from him. But I think is, uh, what do you say when you, what my parents used to say when I used to take way more than I could eat? Your eyes are too big for your belly. <laughs> did you get that? Yeah. 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 That's so yeah. kind of how I feel with Yessafu, right? Yeah. Eyes got too big. Yeah, they did. Sure stayed. Anyways, um, we will come back. Trent's Play of the Day. Circus Sports sponsors that. There's only one basketball game tonight. Did I hear that Oregon Oregon State play? Yeah, yeah. There's a few other small There's conferences. A few small you know, I like to mm-hmm. take a peek at those too. What uh, what broadcast are you going to watch? You're going to stay on the main one? Or you're going to flip around? uh p-
2: probably main one. Me too. Remember, my wife's an Alabama fan, so she doesn't. She's going to be really pissed off tomorrow. Oh, she'll be sleeping by then. The fourth quarter anyway. Yeah, yeah. I. Not a whole lot of dinkering with the national championship, and because yeah, it's a, a team she roots for. It'll probably just stay on the main broadcast. That's what I'm going to do. There.
0: I'm with yeah. you. Dave Gettleman's out with the Giants; he's resigned. Joe Judge is going to he's going to survive this. No, they're going to bring somebody else into. I got in to gotta fire think him. so, right? If, they, if they're going to, I mean, they've got to hire a new GM now. Doesn't he want his own coach? You would hope so. You're going to be handed Joe Judge. No, oh, thanks. Miller & Condon, Circus Sports, play the day next. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. KXNO. DraftKings Sportsbook has an unbelievable offer for all you new fans. We want to get you in the action during this exciting time on the football calendar. New customers just bet $5 on any football team to win their game. If they do, you win $200 in free bets. So let's wind down the season with a big win. And all DraftKings customers can also bet
2: on football with their same game parlays. Combine multiple bets. From the same game, including tonight's national championship game, for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash
0: whenever you want. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the code KXNO. Bet just $5 on any football team. college you pro. If they win, you get $200 in free bets. That's code KXNO this week at DraftKingsSportsbook.com. Where you must be 21 or older, I will only New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1A slash radio.
2: Do you remember when? America- America's team, the Dallas Cowboys, won their first Super Bowl with Troy Aikman, Emmett Smith, and company? It's been a while, but the answer is 1993. Do you know when Wolf Roofing started roofing houses? That's right, 1993. Wolf Roofing has been around for a long time. For your next roofing project, put the experience of Wolf Roofing on your side. Find them on the web at wolfroofing.net or give them a call at 515-225-8866. Or on the... The Chicken Coop is the place for great food and wings with three metro locations. The Chicken Coop has the best, fresh, never frozen wings, buffalo, garlic jalapeno, buck nasty, tropical heat, pepper teriyaki, garlic parmesan, and so much more. Along with steaks, burgers, ribs, and a children's menu for the little ones. And don't forget about the Chicken Coop's daily lunch and drink specials. Catch all the games at the Chicken Coop in Ankeny. In
3: Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF.
2: Market homeowners have two questions. What's the best time to rent out my home? And what's the best way to do it? The best time is when you're moving, relocating, combining households, inheriting a house, or you just don't want to pay a mortgage anymore. The best way to rent? Hire Renters Warehouse. Whether you have one home or a property portfolio, Renters Warehouse does the work so you don't have to. They perfectly price your property so you don't have to. They find great tenants in just 17 days on average, so you don't have to. And for a small, flat monthly fee, their professional landlords manage your property 24-7, so you don't have to. Collect the rent? You don't have to. Maintenance, inspections, and tax paperwork? You don't have to. There's no upfront fees, no binding contracts, and you can cancel at any time. Find out what your home will rent for by calling 515-528-4429 or go to renterswarehouse.com. That's renterswarehouse.com. Renters Warehouse, Des Moines. You can't buy Clubs.com.
1: Back to Miller and Condon on KXNO and trench Pick of the Day. Presented by Circus Sports Iowa.
0: All right, Miller and Condon, final couple of minutes here on a Monday. Of course, Murph and Andy will be in here at 1, the Fanatics at 3. Is there an Iowa State coaches show tonight? Do you know? It's Monday. Normally is. Normally is, but the national championship, does that do anything? I mean, no I don't know. So. I know basketball, uh, there's very few... Major conference basketball games. Tonight. Oh, but you got Army
2: tonight. Oh, grab, grab those eight and a half. Well, let's get to it then. What do you? What, what do you like? <laughs> well, of course, I'm going to play Alabama. I, that goes without saying. But money line? Are it. you taking the points? What are you doing? I'm uh, going to take the points. Grabbing the points and mentioned got to hedge something on a future bet that mm-hmm. I have. So going to jump on that route. When you got Georgia, at seven to one win seven, August. It was August. Yeah, it was before the season good for you. That was a good one. Uh, also, my other big bet that's still alive was the Rams. Before the season, yeah, that's not, you're not cashing that one. Not feeling great. No, don't think you are about that one. Got him at fourteen to one. That's and they got a forty nine ers ticket at a forty to one. That's a lottery ticket.
0: You know what? They've got Dallas. Uh, that's a toss up game. It is. That's a toss up game. Going to be a fun one. I think it is too. All right. So Alabama, Alabama, Army, mm-hmm. Army, getting looked, eight and a half. Getting eight and
2: a half. Yeah. And looking at some prop bets out there for the Natty. Uh huh. Do you ever? You've heard people talking about the shortest touchdown, the one-and-a-half yes, number that's right. always out there. Yep. So here's the juice right now at Circa for that one. The over one-and-a-half, so basically not a one-yard touchdown in the game, is plus 140. Boy, I like that. That seems – yeah, I'm with you. Is there going to be a one-yard touchdown? Okay, but at minus 160, I don't want to play I think that. You take the chance that there I'm, isn't. That's what I'm doing, so we're going to play that also. So there's your right. prop bet for the day. Over one-and-a-half, longest touchdown gotcha. in the game. There's a one-yard touchdown. I lose – But I'm getting plus 140 with that one. Gonna be a fun night and lots
0: of props as it comes to a close, over at Circa Sports. Indeed it does. There is no Iowa State Coaches show tonight. Thank you to Dave Sproul, oh, okay. who just uh, sent me a text. Of course, Dave was on the road with the team in Oklahoma, and John Walter's apparently going to be back. So uh, Dave's stint is the play-by-play voice. The fill-in, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, comes to an end. But uh, happy he got that opportunity. We will speak with him, of course, on Friday. Well, I'm betting Georgia, Trent. I, I'm betting No Georgia. surprise. You've been on both. this one for a while. <laughs> I am. I've, I feel as good about this one as... Uh, as I do, look at Utah's winning the Rose Bowl. Yes. They're going to win the game. They covered. Yeah, but when you money bet money line, line, that doesn't help. No, it doesn't. But I kind of have the same feeling that Georgia's just going to win this football game. They're going to turn the tables uh, on the SEC championship. I don't like the right side of Alabama's offensive line. Um, tight end for Georgia is a difference maker, and Stetson Bennett is going to be the story of the night. A walk on to national championship. How about at that? Left the program, came mm-hmm. back to the
2: program, gets the opportunity. And that guy's going to make a m- lot of money in pharmaceutical <laughs> sales. I don't know what he's, he's going to be doing. Yes.
0: But he's going to. Uh, yeah. Something other than sports, I've got to guess. there's going to be a booster out there that owns their own business. Really? Can those two go together? I didn't uh-huh. know that. Yeah, he's just going to be fine. Well, enjoy the game. Should we play it on Thursday? <laughs> you be you be got that one tonight? right. That was your best call in a while. It, yeah Uh, because I don't think the ratings are going to be very good. There's no buzz, as you said earlier. Mm -hmm. Put the game to Thursday. There'll be tons of buzz in the days leading up to it. Enjoy it if you're watching it. We're back tomorrow. We're Miller and Condon weekdays from 10 until noon on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.